Good morning and welcome to another session of Facebook Live Candidate Question Time. My name's Sarah and in a moment I'll be joined by Jason Perry, Managing Director at ASL Recruitment in Hastings. Jason is an HR specialist and he is also a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So he's in a really good spot to actually answer any questions you may have when it comes to your rights as a worker. So with no further ado, let me bring Jason into the mix. Good morning, Jason. Are you there? Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Very well, thank you. And how are you today? Very well. Well, I say very well. I was just having a sneezing fit just as you were about to introduce me there. Fortunately, I got it out of the way first. <laughs> Timing is everything, as they say. What an introduction that could be. <laughs> so, Jason, we've got quite a bit to get through today, um, especially as this is probably going to be our last forecast now until the 9th of January, just because of the way the dates fall. Yes, I, I have a feeling people might have things better to do on their Boxing Day at 10 o'clock than watch us. Possibly we might have better things to do as well. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say better, but just perhaps an expectation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's crack on with, first of all, I'm going to start with the worrying report that case numbers of, of COVID are rising quite significantly in Hastings, which obviously is a worry for you guys. It, uh, it, it, it is. The, the numbers in Hastings and rather appear to have been going up. We've done very well throughout much of this crisis at um, being an unusual place on the southeast and bucking the national trends. It does appear right now there's a number of schools in Hastings where the numbers are um, going up. There's a couple of school closures because of COVID. So we are seeing signs um, that there are some problems. So I, I think in the words of Chris Whitty, the uh, government advisor, just because it's within the rules doesn't make it sensible is probably the best advice I've heard in recent days. Just mm. be careful, stay safe. Because clearly over Christmas, um, there are restrictions that have been lifted, shall we say, easing of restrictions that allow people to, was it up to three households are allowed to mix inside all of this sort of thing. But uh, if you're in an area where the case numbers are rising, perhaps it's uh, a view should be taken as to whether or not it's actually yeah. something you should be doing just because you are allowed to do it. Yes. The bubbles, um, the Christmas bubble concept seems to be very complicated, um, particularly if you get into um, uh, a shared household. Bear with me. <laughs> Having said I got over the sneezing fit, it's still coming. Um but if you're if you're in a shared household, um, the whole idea that you know your partner's allowed to be in three bubbles and you're allowed to be in another three bubbles as long as the two bubbles don't mix, and if we're not very careful, we're going to see a big spike over Christmas. And as we come into January, we're going to see case numbers rising just at the point where we really want them to be falling, as we're rolling out the vaccine program. What we really want is to start to see the end of this coming into sight, not heading for a third wave. So, mm. you know, without yes. sounding like one of these government advisors, just please be sensible, people. Keep your distance from others. Stay safe at Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one Christmas. Yeah. Um, Christmas will happen again next year, and, and hopefully by then things will, the landscape will be significantly different. Yes. I think big family gatherings at Easter is the way forward. Yes, save it to least. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, okay, so um, on the basis that uh, case numbers are rising, um, it's worth noting that um, SSP um, or statutory sick pay 
will still Absolutely, be paid. Absolutely, yes. I mean, you know, we've heard a couple of cases where employers have got this wrong um, and have said, no, no, you can only have two weeks in total. My understanding of the rules is quite clear. We've been through this with lawyers um, that you have up to two weeks SSP if you need to self-isolate, either because you or a member of your household has symptoms or because you're told to because of track and trace. And that means you get statutory sick pay from day one. Bear in mind, normally with SSP, you need to have three days of illness before you qualify. With coronavirus statutory sick pay, you get it from day one. Um, so there is that for up to two weeks. It's, if, if you have symptoms, please isolate. And let's try and keep this under control. Yeah. Um, okay, so also on that note, um, let's talk about tenants' rights because we've yes. got a lot of people who are renting accommodation mm. and obviously their pay has been affected by coronavirus. Well, there's there's a couple of points here, Sarah. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to say something different, but the fact of life is a lot of the people we work with are those who are struggling financially. Many people who are in temp work are, you know, still finding it difficult on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. So as well as the SSP, it's worth mentioning that there is that additional support of up to £500 allowance for people who have to isolate if they're on benefits. Um, And you need to talk to uh, the benefits people about that, but there is that extra claim. But on the same basis, the rights for people in rented accommodation have been extended. So no one can be evicted if they can't pay their rent at this time. And those rights have been extended until the 31st of March. Um, They may or may not be extended again. I don't know. But it's really, really good that we've got that again till we're towards the end of this crisis. By the time we get to March, April, we should have vaccinated large numbers of people. And we should be looking forward to a much more positive spring and summer in 2021. Um, and that right has just been extended. So that's really, really good news. Okay, that's going to be a weight off a lot of people's minds. Um, so that that is good. Um, we also should probably touch on Brexit because that's been in the news quite a bit just lately. It's sort of started from COVID. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's almost nice to have something non-COVID to talk about, isn't it? I mean, we... We still don't know what the outcome's going to be. We have a fair idea what the direction of travel is. Um, It now looks increasingly likely um, that talks may break down and we may end up, certainly on the 1st of January, be in a no-deal situation. Um, Bear in mind that's no trade deal, not the no-exit deal. They're two very different things. And the reason I stress that is about workers' rights. Okay, we reached an agreement quite a long time ago that people who were here in the UK from Europe would be entitled to stay here and continue working. Um, And it's really important people know that Um, there is a scheme called the EU Settlement Scheme. And anyone who is from the European um, Union and is working here, living here, has a right to apply for settled status. Now, there's two levels of it. One is pre-settled status. The other is settled status. And it's all about whether or not you've been here and worked here for five years. Okay. Um, But the deadlines are you need to apply for that by June next year. Um, Now, I'd urge anyone to get their applications in now for several reasons. 
one. Um, you know, it may be one of those things that you struggle with the application process. You need to check things. You need to find detail. Don't leave it to the last minute. But the other thing to bear in mind is employers have an obligation to check that people they're employing are legally allowed to work in the UK. So employers are already asking people for their settled status and to prove it. So if you're looking for work, if you're in work, it's highly likely that your employer, if they haven't already done so, are going to be asking you to validate your settled status and confirm it. So get on that government website, search for settled status. If anyone wants any advice or support on it, I believe we have a blog on the subject on our on our website. Um, but equally, we have people within ASL who have applied for it themselves. If you're having any difficulty, call us, talk to us, and we can guide you and help you a little bit through that process. But it's ever so important. Okay, and probably something else to sort of mention is um, if you are planning on staying, you may as well get this done sooner rather than later because you because it, prospective employers will actually be looking for you to have the commitment that you are going to stay. So Does it's... Because of the obligations on employers, Sarah, and for, for many, many years, um, I think it's the 2006 Asylum and Immigration Bill, if I remember my law correctly, requires an employer to check and see sight of somebody's passport in order to offer them a job. Um, and it's basically so people don't employ, lovely government phrase, don't employ illegal aliens um, which conjures up a whole different image, I know. But uh, the requirement is on the employer. And there are actually huge fines on employers for getting this wrong. So employers are going to be looking at this. Um, and they're going to be asking if they haven't already done so, A, if you're already working for them, or B, if you're applying for a new job, they're going to be wanting to see proof. To get that application in, it's it's good for you to feel safe in your job. It's also really, really important if you're looking for new work. Get the application in so you can prove and show to employers you have either settled or pre-settled status. Incidentally, if you only get pre-settled status, that's not a problem. That simply means that you didn't have enough history to validate the whole process. But you can update it at any time in the future. Okay, so so either way, just basically get 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 your status settled one way yes. or another, even if it turns out to be pre-settled yes, initially. Absolutely, okay. and it applies to anyone who arrives in the UK on or before I think it's the thirty-first of December. So still, anyone who's travelling here today, as I understand it, can apply for settled status. They just have to go through the process of showing that they were here, they were in work. Um, but it means anyone who arrives here in January next year does not have that right. Right. Okay. So it's got to be by the it's got to be here by the thirty first of yes. December. Okay. Um, I just want to touch on um, community testing. So there's a, a new type of testing procedure that's come out, which is uh, um, lateral flow testing. Yes. Uh, they're actually they've trialled that in in Liverpool, and looks like they're going to be rolling that out across um, all tier three areas yes um obviously um those areas are being reviewed i think it's the 16th of december i believe it's the being... 16th and there is speculation that hastings and rother may enter tier three clearly we don't know that but it's a real possibility right now okay so and in which case presumably that will also make have an impact on uh, the rules around relaxing things over christmas mm. yeah um, well, i guess we'll see 
In, interestingly, on that note, what I do know is they're rolling out the lateral flow testing at schools in Kent. However, and I say this because my own daughter's in a school in Tunbridge, um, and they're not doing it there. So they're targeted on the really heavy areas. Um, so Maidstone, I think Thanet, some of those areas where we've seen really large numbers of cases. So the very fact that you're in tier three doesn't mean lateral flow testing is going to be rolled out. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's probably about uh, it for today. We're, we're just sort of running out of time a little bit, Jason. Okay. Um, let's let's end on on a positive note because we are heading towards Christmas, and uh, you know the the end of two thousand and twenty is uh, is on the horizon, and things are looking brighter for twenty twenty one at the moment, aren't they? They are very much. There's just almost daily new um, exciting news on the vaccine developments and where we're going on that so i i really think we're we're very definitely at the beginning of the end um we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and see our way out of it so i'm expecting a very positive first quarter in 2021 coming back from this and people beginning to feel life is getting more normal certainly as we get past March, April next year. So a few more months of the tough bit, I think, but the end is in sight. Which is a, a very good note to be ending on. So thank you very much for joining us today, Jason. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you to everybody at home who's watching. Um, we won't be back next uh, in two weeks' time because that's Boxing Day. Uh, and we won't be back on the second either because we, we're sort of assuming that everybody's going to be busy enjoying their Christmas time. So we'll be back on the 9th of January. I hope you can join us then. Uh, in the meantime, we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Do stay safe. And uh, here's to 2021. Thanks very much indeed. And we'll see you. Oh, if you, uh, if you do have any questions in the meantime, the offices are open until Christmas Eve. So um, you can either drop them a line at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk or phone on 01424 452 999. So thank you very much indeed and do have a great Christmas. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.